Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is October the 6th, and we are reading through my favorite book of the Bible, the book of Romans. So join me in the New International Version. Read along if you can. Otherwise, let me read this over you today as we start in Romans chapter 9. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption to sonship. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel, nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, It is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this was how the promise was stated, At the appointed time I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's promise in election might stand. Not by works, but by him who calls. She was told, The older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not, therefore, depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For Scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. One of you will say to me, Then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction. What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even us whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles? As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And, in the very place where it was said to them, You are not my people, 
There they will be called children of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. It is just as Isaiah said previously, Unless the Lord Almighty had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom, we would have become like Gomorrah. What then shall we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith? But the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written. See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Romans chapter 10 Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they do not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How, then, can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news! But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Again I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But concerning Israel, he says, 
All day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So these two chapters are beautiful. What they are is Paul's heartbreaking for the people of God, the Jews, because they were set up to be God's people. But unfortunately, they rejected Christ and were unable to understand God. Paul, being one of those Jews himself, feels the heartbreak of knowing his family, those that he looked up to, his mentors and friends, all have rejected Christ and are missing out on the gospel. So he starts out chapter 9 by saying he wishes he could even be cursed and cut off for Christ. Now, he doesn't really want to be separated from Christ. He doesn't want to be cut off from the Lord. What he's saying is the second part of that verse, verse 3. I wish I could be cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. What he is saying is that he would want to be completely cut off if it would help them to open their eyes. So Paul is laying out his argument here that God isn't so concerned with the people of Israel. He's concerned with the people of the world. And because they've rejected him, the people of Israel are actually missing out on the promises of God. And this breaks Paul's heart. He just wishes they would understand. So then Paul brings some of his theology into how this happened. And when he gets to verse number seven, he talks about the fact that Abraham's children aren't necessarily the descendants. Why? Because remember, Abraham had a first child. And what was his name? Ishmael. Now, Ishmael was not the descendant of Abraham who would carry on the blessing. Why? Because he didn't go through the promises of God to get the blessing. Now, if you realize what happened... Ishmael was actually blessed by God. He had many descendants. He was given land and territory. But he wasn't carrying the blessings of God that were promised to Abraham. That happened through Isaac. So he says, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. And then he goes on to say, In other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. When Abraham finally did things right and made a covenant with the Lord and followed his promises, from that point on, God gave him an offspring who would carry on his name. And so the promise to become a great nation went through Isaac. Paul is trying to show them that the promise didn't come from a lineage the way the world would have seen it. It wasn't Ishmael as the firstborn who received all the promise. It was Isaac under the promise of God through the covenant of the sacrifice that brought the promises of God from Abraham's life into Isaac and into the world. He also compares that with the fact that even though Jacob and Esau were born in a different order, should be Esau and Jacob, but we know it as Jacob and Esau. Why? Because God was switching that order, and he said the older will serve the younger. Paul's trying to show them that even in their own history, God has done things in a way that didn't make sense to human beings. That's why when you go down to verse 19, he says, One of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? Then he asks, But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? 
Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? Paul is showing them that you might think you know what God is trying to do, but he has the right to do things however he chooses to do them. Understand, Paul is trying to convince a group of people who are waiting for a Messiah that would look a certain way. He's trying to get them to understand that the Messiah has come. And, unfortunately, they rejected him. They refused to believe that Jesus was the Son of God. And so they had him put to death. And Paul is trying to show them the error in this way. He's trying to help them understand the one, the only, the Son of God came to redeem us back to him. So he ends chapter 10 with these words from Psalm 19. All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. Paul is relating those words to the Jews, the people that were supposed to be the people of God. He's trying to show them that God is doing something and you're being disobedient and obstinate. Now here's why these two chapters are so important. Because throughout this entire letter, what has Paul been saying? It's first for the Jews, then for the Gentiles. It's for the Hebrews and the Greeks. This gospel message is for everyone. And this is contrary to what the Jews believed the Messiah was going to do. They believed he would come and he would only be for the Jewish people. That God would raise up his Messiah who would overthrow the government and give power to the Jewish people. But Paul is saying, no, he did this for all people. He has redeemed all of mankind back to him. And you who are waiting selfishly for you to be restored to power, you are going to miss this completely. You're being disobedient and obstinate. And so because of that, the Jews were missing what God had done through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what is the message for us inside of this? Well, that God came for all people. And when a group of people thought they deserved it and that they were the ones who should receive all the blessings of God, God came to show them nobody deserves it, but all of you will get my righteousness. I will give it to you through Jesus Christ. And while we don't deserve it, God has freely given himself to us so that we can have life and have life abundant. Now, the truth is, we can all think that God is going to be a certain way or that we can expect certain things from him and we can miss what God is really trying to do. And so that's why it's so important for us to read the word of God together, to devote ourselves to studying his word. In fact, Paul says this, But not all the Israelites accepted the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Now listen to this important part. Consequently, Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. How does faith come? By hearing the message. And the message is heard how? Through the word about Christ. So us reading this together builds our faith and helps us understand who God is and what Christ has done. And now for the really fun part for me. I've read through the Bible in a year before, but until now, 
I have never read the entire Bible out loud, let alone in a year. By the end of this reading plan, I will have read the entire thing out loud and recorded it for you to hear, which I hope and pray is a blessing for you. But I got to tell you, it has changed my faith drastically. And I realize as I read this verse why it has changed me. Because I am hearing the message and I'm hearing it out loud. And it is the message that is heard through the word about Christ. So my faith is growing every single day as I read God's word out loud. I'm seeing it. I'm reading it. I'm hearing it. It is helping me grow in my understanding of how good God really is. So I encourage you, not only listen to this, take time and read the word for yourself. And then maybe practice reading it out loud. Let it build your faith. Because you don't want to be like the Jews who missed the biggest sign God was trying to perform. All because they had their own ideas and their own beliefs on how things should be. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you. God bless. Thank you.